This is TF Wire Transformers Week in Review, episode 36, recorded April 23rd, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. Damn the shed! It pays to get Transformers because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Pirated TV Pro signing out. Hello and welcome to TF Wire. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Awa64. Hi, nice to be here. Pirated TV Pro. Hey everyone, it was, uh, had a nice uh, break last week, but uh, glad to be back. Yes. And our newest host, Matt Spada. Greetings, everybody. Okay, so before we actually get into the show, Matt, do you want to explain um, to the audience just who you are? Uh, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, give give us Matt a little Spada. background on yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt Spada, uh, born and raised in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I've had Transformers pretty much since I was three or four, or whenever the hell they came out. And uh, I've been amassing a collection uh, ever since then, so... Uh, I work and live in Baltimore. I'm not sure what else I could tell you. Sounds like a good intro to me. Hey, it's good enough. Fair enough. Uh, Great to have this chance, by the way. Glad to have you aboard. We're happy to give it to you. Thanks. Okay, now before we get to the news, we want to talk about the TFWire.com website. For those of you that only subscribe through iTunes, you're missing out on a lot of stuff that we do on the website. We usually ask for a lot of listener input, which is going to be coming up in a segment towards the end of the show. And you can also leave comments about the show, um, ask questions, whatever you want to do. Just go visit the Prove website. Prove to us that you're a female, which no one has done yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're still waiting for those I, pictures? I, I, I've given up. <laughs> okay, now we also want to talk about the enhanced podcast feed. Um, this morning I split the feed into two separate feeds. So there's a feed for the regular version and a feed for the enhanced version. So if you currently subscribe to the show you're going to continue to get the regular version. You need to go to tfwire.com and get the feed for the enhanced version if you also want to download Which that. Which you do. Yes. So, now, do you want to, do you want to explain why uh, this week's show was a yes, little bit late? Yes. Uh, last last <laughs> Tuesday, I came down with a, uh, a nasty bit of food poisoning, which uh, has mm. kind of worked its way deeper and deeper into my system, and now I'm... <laughs> I'm going to be sick for a while. Um, so I wasn't at work because I've been going through all sorts of wonderful medical tests and CAT scans and whatnot. Um, but as soon as I got to work, which is where the computer that I'm able to do that on is, I uh, threw it up there. So it's been up, I think, since Friday morning um, or afternoon, somewhere around there. Hopefully they're, they're, we're going to try and get them out around Wednesday, so the middle of the week. Uh, once the, the podcast usually goes up on Sunday or on Monday, um, and as soon as I can get around to that, I'll get around to it. But like I said, at the latest, hopefully, it'll be Wednesday. So, Well, glad to hear you're feeling hale and hearty and up to uh, using company resources for personal use. <laughs> I, I take every advantage that's given to me. Yes. Hence, yes. pirate. Are. <laughs> okay, so on to the news. Yay, news! News! Our first, first news story, new Transformers movie casting news. In an exclusive scoop, IGN has revealed the majority of the actors who will be playing the human characters in the upcoming film. 
Some of the actors include John Voight, Michael Clark Duncan, Josh Dumont, Bernie Mac, Megan Fox, and Tyrese. A complete list of both the actors and their characters can be seen at filmforce.ign.com. Second story, Transformers back on network TV, but not in the way you expected. On the April 18th episode of NBC's Scrubs, great show, you should be watching it, both G1 Optimus Prime and Megatron made a cameo appearance <laughs> in prime time. The characters appeared as part of a mural on the wall of a baby's room. The prime picture is the G1 Power Master Prime box art, and the Megatron picture is a piece of Dreamwave artwork. A screen capture can be seen at the tformers.com website, among quite a few other places that probably stole it and put it up themselves. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> New alternator and Cybertron repaint revealed. Walmart.com has updated their website with two previously unseen figures. Their first figure is an alternator's Rumble, who appears in robot mode complete with pile driver arms. The second figure is a gold, silver, and orange repaint of Cybertron Vector Prime, whose listing includes pictures of both modes. Next story, guess the Transformers Club exclusive. Rick Alvarez of the Transformers Collectors Club forums has answered 20 questions that are hinting at the upcoming club exclusive figure. The figure will be a Decepticon that is larger than a deluxe, will be based on an existing character from G1, will include a Minicon, will be mainly purple and gray in color, and will be in Armada mold with a new head sculpt. At this time, there is no word on the release date of this figure. Story number five, Master Masterpiece Starscream details revealed. This information comes from amenbo.com. The figure will be 30 centimeters, which is roughly 11.8 inches in size. The figure will also include a reversible face to change expressions and a figure stand to display the toy. It is scheduled for a release sometime in September of this year. And our final story for this week, Cybertron Unicron appears on eBay. eBay seller KO Toys has a complete, but loose, Cybertron Unicron up for auction. The auction includes four different pictures showing off its robot and alternate modes, with one of the pictures indicating that the robot mode is roughly six inches tall. As of this recording, the current eBay price is $41. And that's the news. That's the news. <laughs> the big stuff for me this week was, uh, of course, the, uh, the casting. casting. I, that's... A yes. lot of names, some of them bigger than others. I felt still. I still don't Bernie feel like Mac. we have a, a huge star yet. Um, but John Voight, Michael Clark Duncan, Bernie Mac, and Tyrese. I mean, those are all names people will definitely recognize. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just a little bit wondering about Bernie Mac. Well, supposedly, uh, from what I read, he was tapped to play the used car salesman. Ah, uh, yes. I, I I can see Bernie <laughs> Mac selling a used car. Yeah. Yes, I, I I can totally see him selling a, a like a bumblebee or something to some. Oh wait, wait! This is probably the guy that sells the main male character. The exactly. So, Bernie Mac's going to get some uh some experience yeah, for what he's going to be doing after his movie career falls off. Yeah. So so do we know how many of the actors here have worked with the director yep. before? I I haven't gone through and looked through them, but I'm Michael Clark Duncan. I believe was in Armageddon. Is that right? Um, yeah. Josh Dumal, he's from Las Vegas. Haven't seen anything with him. Megan Fox, I haven't seen anything. Can't recall if Bernie Mac has. I want to say that John Voight has at some point, but Bernie Mac's been in a mostly TV stuff with his show and his stand-up routine. I know. And then uh, uh, yeah, the Ocean's I think Ocean's Twelve and Ocean's Eleven. Wasn't he in? Yeah. I swear he was in Charlie's Angels, but I could be horrible. Yeah, he was wrong. in Charlie's Angels too, the sequel. Okay. So I mean, this is these are these are decent sized names. I, like I said, I, I still don't feel like we've seen, um, seen the, the real A list names yet. Oh, you left out John Turturro, as well. 
John Turturro's on there. He's a he's a a big one for me. I'm a big fan of his work. He was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou and tons of other smaller films, but he was listed as well. So, all right. So, uh, what people think of uh, the whole Transformers reference on Scrubs? And please tell me the rest of you guys watch that show because I will hurt you if you're not. S- sorry, I don't watch it. I, I, I DVR'd it, so I, I, I was expecting it once it popped yeah, I, up. I, I, I DVR'd it as well. Uh, my my fiancé watches it all the time, but I I don't. <laughs> okay, Awa, give it to us. I'm not going to tell you anything. Just oh, I've look seen over your shoulder. It, yeah, I saw the picture, It was nice. Too. It was good. It was, it, they pulled back, and it was kind of something that, you know, you, of course, weren't expecting for their... Them to be painting Optimus Prime and uh, Megatron in a baby's room. So, <laughs> well, it fit right. the characters. And, the, and then though. they go on to talk about Optimus Prime and Megatron a little bit after that. So, it was more than just the picture. Don't call Optimus yeah. Prime fat. So, I liked it. It was it was a nice little reference, and you know, probably fit well in with their demographic that seems to be somewhere around the twenty something. So, but then uh, Alternator Rumble and uh, what is it? For the last Autobot. Is what everyone's calling the Vector Prime repaint? No hands, no hands. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm really, really digging Alternator's Rumble, mainly because he's the first Decepticon that is a mold simply to be a Decepticon. Yes, yes finally I, a new mold. I, yes, a absolutely new mold. beautiful. Looks nice. I like the fact that it's not just uh, red and yellow. There's some blue in there, a little bit of orange. They're kind of mixing it up a yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, the mold just looks great. It's not it's not just a straight up robot transfer. It really harks back to his G1 mode. And we're going to have hopefully we're going to have a uh, frenzy. Yeah, well, I you know you pretty much have to ex- assume they're going to. Um, Will he be yeah. painted in uh, purple? I know some folks on uh, the AllSpark have already done that. They've already done digital yeah. re- digital re-enhancing of the image to make it purple. So. And among a few other color schemes, I think they've been trying out. I think they were like suggesting Autobots that might fit with pile drivers. I don't care. And those would I be... have no idea which ones they were choosing. <laughs> I, but okay. I know that I they really, chose something. I really like the figure. I like the fact that it's again harking back to to a G1 character. I mean, this is supposed to be a collector's line, and this is the type of thing that's really going to get collectors mm-hmm. invigorated and want them to go out there and grab it. The Vector Prime, I I also really like. I'm I. I'm They're more tempted to go pretty. out and get it than I am the original Vector Prime, which I still haven't picked up. So, I, I have I the have Japanese. F- go ahead. Sorry. I have the Japanese Vector Prime, the uh, Takara made one. It's pretty, but if this one looks anything like the Walmart promo picture does, I'm gonna have two of them all. Even though, it's, I'm not sure that without the color scheme, it would be one that I'd want two of. I Although per- the Minicon makes it worth it. Yeah, I, I personally dislike repaint. Uh, um, but this one I would buy simply because it just it looks so good. What do you think, Matrix? They're... Well, I was I was sorry to buy the uh, the original because the color scheme's just horrible on it. But I might have to shell out the cash for this repaint. I'm, I'm really liking the way it's, it's it looks. Yeah. Now, <coughs> Hasbro's really been on the ball with the uh, repaints in Cybertron. They've been doing they? a really good job, harking back to a lot of uh, G1 characters, and then just doing really nice repaints. I mean, they, a lot of them don't have anything to do with with G1 at all, but they're just knocking yeah. them out of the park. They're just doing a really good job. It seems like they've got the charm and spirit that's defined Transformers at its best really 
instilled back so what into do you guys think about the club exclusive you have any ideas as to what we might be seeing who it, it might be from g1 that you think of i really uh, i really don't have any ideas or interest <laughs> i <laughs> at this point they've got sp- They've had Space Warp up their sleeve for a while as far as unproduced stuff. They said they have a new head mold for the club exclusive, but uh, <laughs> quick extra remold for a toy that they've already had planned out for a while probably wouldn't be right. too hard for them to do. I, I don't know. This is I'm getting kind of tired of seeing the same song and dance over and over. Yes, it's a new figure, quote-unquote, with a new head. That's it. And we'll be charging an arm and a leg for it. So enjoy! Yes. <laughs> Yes. I have heard some rather uh, interesting speculation as to what they might end up doing. Uh, the Armada Prime with trailer as Motormaster. That could be interesting. It is. If or they f- if maybe they f- without trailer and doing the Jetfire as uh, Astro Train and having them combine. If they fix the one major um, problem with Armada Prime, which was when he was in his combined mode, his combined trailer mode... His arms had no articulation um, up and down. If They could swing only so far up, and then they would just stop. I don't know if you guys had that problem, but mine wouldn't go any farther than maybe 45 degrees up. I actually don't have them yet, so I can't really weigh in on that. <laughs> there, there's lots of little things <laughs> I, I, that, that, that can be fixed with, <laughs> with all the Armada toys. Um, but, I mean... The th- but yes. that's another show. Uh, the, the fact that it's Armada mold... Um, I don't know, there's, there's really not that much that interested me in that, and the fact that this is coming from uh, a collector's club which truthfully hasn't made that many <laughs> molds that I'm that interested in. So, I mean... Yes. I, I, just, I just hope it's not another Megatron. I, I hope it's something that, that's something more interesting for the fans, and that, you know, once we actually see it, we're all blown away, and that they'll, you know, suddenly reinvigorate everyone's uh, love for the for the collector's club, whereas it's been kind of waning as of recently. I was kind of hoping like that, that it would be cast... also like a million dollars. I, I was kind of hoping it would be cast in uh, the clear plastic. Oh myself. yeah, well, they, they love the clear plastic. Well, did they specifically <laughs> say that it will not be cast in clear yeah. plastic? Yes. Oh yeah, yes, they they we've got that out no of our system, plastic. guys. Don't need to worry about that anymore. <laughs> well, it's not Hasbro that does it. It's the Takara Wheel yeah. repaints. Black, 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 clear, black, 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 fire guts. All right, and Masterpiece Starscream, that was that was the other big thing for me. The fact that we'll be seeing a couple different faces, which is nice, seeing as how, you know, Starscream's pretty much known for his scowl. And his smirk. that he gets, so we'll be seeing that. And the fact that he's he's going to be a foot tall almost, that impresses me. Is that bigger than... um? Uh, Prime, I Masterpiece Prime. Recently, but it, it seems like from from <laughs> uh, from my memory that it would be. I mean, I don't think Prime's a foot tall. Oh, it's going to be a sweet figure, yeah. no matter what. I will. I will definitely go out and grab this. Anybody been paying attention to the hype over who actually designed him? It's the same guy who did the uh, Valkyrie design for Macross. Uh, which, which is also apparently which one? I don't know, one of them. <laughs> it's also apparently the well, guy... Well, you brought it up, did, damn it. Uh, I think it's the Masterpiece. <laughs> I'm not an expert on Macross. But, yeah. Okay. And he's also the guy who designed a THS G1 Convoy, I think. Ooh. Which has been getting a lot of love recently. Uh, yes, yeah. I, wanna, I really want to get Although, that figure. 
It also seems he's been getting some criticism over his vehicle mode among some of the more nitpicky people I've run into. Yeah, I- I've seen that. I've seen the uh, nitpickiness, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Would you rather have a pretty good vehicle mode, an awesome robot mode, or really good vehicle mode, or yeah, okay robot mode? Remember, we could have gotten Robot Master's Convoy again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so the discussion topic this week. Um, with uh, toys like Masterpiece Starscream and Masterpiece Prime, uh, the movie coming out, and the Transformer Club's exclusives, it seems like Hasbro and all the arms thereof are trying to reach out to older collectors and older, uh, older toy collectors uh, a little bit more than they have in the past. Um, we see them harking back to the original G1 series with a lot of the repaints. Um, what do you guys think they're doing right? What do you think they need to do to uh, reach out to that demographic that actually has money and is able to buy them themselves? What do you guys think? Maybe think put... The... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I'd like to see the show actually on TV <laughs> and not suck. That could help. That would be nice. We all would. And yeah. And with the movie coming up, there's a chance for some decent fiction that will be in some kind of mass media format. That's that's true. Um, I think I think they're doing a really good job so far. I have a few of the. I'm normally buying my stuff from Japan, but I do have a couple of molds from the U.S. And the difference in some of the paint schemes is really big, actually. And the plastic feels different. I know that sounds weird, but they use a different plastic, I guess. And I'd like to see some stronger plastic, because my land bullet fell off the shelf the other day and just died a horrible, shattering death. Now, now, what do you guys feel about, uh, as far as what Hasbro's releasing for toys? Do you think, like, with the alternators and with the Masterpiece figures that looks to be expanding... Um, do you think that's going to reach out to older fans? Do you think they're doing a good enough job with that? I think that they've been trying to reach out to older fans with the alternators, and although some people have kind of soured on some of the more recent releases, like uh, the recent redos of the... Uh, yeah, Rollbar and Ricochet do absolutely nothing for me, and Prime yeah, kind of seemed like a misstep, I... but Mirage looks great, and uh, the... Rumble looks absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited yeah, to get I, my I hands on both I saw Rollbar and Ricochet uh, in Walmart a couple days ago, and I actually I put them on a high shelf so I could come back if I wanted them, but I don't think I'm going to. Uh, it, it's the third or fourth remold exactly. for both of them, and, I, you know, my wallet's hurting <laughs> yes. enough. I don't need... Yeah. And they're not even... You know, the Ricochet is a great black car. It looks great black. I mean... I like the color, but I don't need that right. mold again. Well, I yeah. mean, if, if that's the filler that we get while and we're waiting on stuff like like Mirage and Rumble, then I think it's worth it, and it'll still move some toys for them, but I'm probably not going to take them That's true. But, but toys like, yeah. like Masterpiece Optimus Prime and Masterpiece Starscream, those are things that, you know, it's quite a drop in the bucket when I have to go and shell it out, but they come along, you know, so infrequently. Once yeah, every two, three that, years. That yeah. I'm okay with it. Now, what do you guys think about other ancillary products like uh, the comics? Um, uh, I'm I'm loving IDW's job yeah. on the comics, and IDW's been doing a great job. I started job on out the comics, really not, yeah. not not feeling so great about it, but with the past couple comics, I've actually been getting into it. Um, they've fixed a lot of the complaints I had when I first started out, so I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. 
I think the the one thing with infiltration is that they've really the humans are there, but they really are side characters. Right. They, which they is do, nice. They help to drive the storyline, which is what I like. They they do things that the Transformers yes. can't, which is what I yeah. always thought a human's place in the series should be. You know, Transformers can't just you know run around and and you know they they perform the tasks that that humans would be able to do that the Transformers can't, and I think that's that's the way to to do things. They play the we exactly. can't fit there game. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Matrix? What do you think Hasbro needs to do to to up the game for older collectors? I'm not sure if he's back yet. I think yeah, he went he... to take a. I think he went to oh, speak okay. to a man about a horse. Well then. Uh, anyway, uh, there's one thing I think we've been overlooking about stuff, and I mean. The secondary merchandising has been great. What they've been trying with the uh, fiction as far as lining up the movie and the comics has been great. The side toy line has been great, but I think we missed something big. The main toy line has really gotten some good character into it recently. They've been having a lot of fun with the biography information and all this kind of nifty, weird stuff like mm-hmm. bios and cyber key information with all the characters. I mean, we got a pirate as a remold of Red Alert. I'm personally not a fan of the color scheme, but I know there are a bunch of people who love the idea just because it's a pirate. Well, well, if we have our pirate, where's our ninja? We'll have to get... We'll have I don't to get know, I'm still waiting eventually. for the ninja. But, yeah, they'd... That's true. The, the they, sound wave homage was pretty good. Yes, uh, with the laser beak. I, he's sitting on my shelf right now, but... uh oh, cool. Um, my only complaint with that figure is uh, his arms. They're a little... little bulky. But that's okay. Yeah, they've been making a lot of the mainline appeal more to uh, all audiences. Mm-hmm. All audiences instead of just the uh, main demographic, which is really helping to broaden yeah, the appeal of the whole thing. I think that they've they've there's still a basis where you know kids can can jump on and enjoy it. But there's there's that added depth, like you were saying, the bios that everyone has been saying for a long time really needed to come back. Because they do give fans that extra little bit of, you know, something that 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 drives the sales, you know, just slightly more, knowing that you know you have a little bit more character in a toy than just, you know, something you're going to see on the sh- on the show. So, I'm really I'm really enjoying it. Now, the one thing I have to say that I would like to see come back, and I have wanted to see come back for about, oh God, it's getting to be at least seven years now. Some kind of degree of continuity within the uh, toy line and the fiction. I mean, G1 linked to uh, Beast Wars and Beast Machines, but since then, the link between uh, Energon and Cybertron and Armada and Cybertron has been tenuous at best and is really just right. kind of well, haphazard. I think, I think what will happen is, is but, once a series jumps out and does amazing once they get something that really catches on like i i know that that they've been selling well but it hasn't been you know uh, a phenomenon it hasn't been something that's been huge like i'm i'm hoping will happen once we get the movie out there that we'll have something that is a big deal and that they'll say okay this is selling well enough that we're going to keep the same characters continue it on and and really add to some continuity and really you know delve deeper into the characters instead of it just being you know a saturday morning show made to sell toys yeah, right. I'd like to. I'd definitely like to see something tie back into the G1, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. But if there was some way to manage to get stuff to link into the past rather than just be reimaginings every few years, I think it would really help to not only draw people 
new people in, but manage to keep the people that they draw in around for a right. few more generations. Well, I think they're going to be doing that with the G1 Neo line and the movie. I mean, you've got both of those coming out soon. I don't know if they're doing a restart of the universes, or the main G1 universe, but you're going to see kind of... You're kind of seeing it now in comics with a restart of G1. Now, is that what you meant by just a like a reboot, or... Just a new series yeah, that ties a... directly into the G1 from 1984. Yeah, I don't want to see more reboots of stuff. I want to see something more like Beast Wars, where they acknowledged the past, okay. and you got more out of it if you knew about the past, but was still something new rather than doing the same stuff over and over again. I think we all agree with you there. So, uh, Awa, you've got a, yep. a toy review for us? Indeed, I do. Uh, Cybertron Downshift. Downshift. The, uh, muscle car. Indeed, the green muscle car. There's been some uh, discussion on the Elspark over exactly what muscle car it is. I think it was... Uh, I think the one that came closest was a uh, 70-something Eldorado. But, anyway. I wouldn't say he's my favorite Transformer, but I would say he's probably the most Transformery Transformer I've, that there's ever been. I mean, he seems to epitomize everything that's been good about most of the uh, toy lines, or at least everything that's defined some of the more classic ones. The alt mode is really cool. It looks like a cool card. Kind of generic, because uh, they don't have the ability to completely rip off car designs without having to pay license fees like they did back in 1984. But it's definitely a very cool-looking design that is evocative of real-life cars, which was one of the biggest advantages of early G1. The transformation is nice. It's simple, but it's fun. And it's easy to figure out, but you really enjoy it. Uh, the gimmick is nifty, but unobtrusive. The uh, claw that pops out of his uh, chest, it looks cool when you actually use it. You're probably not going to miss it if you don't have it around anymore. But the fact that they managed to engineer it in the way they did is absolutely impressive because the place where the cyber key slot is is actually rotates down and is uh, on a completely different axis between the two different modes that it's in, uh, vehicle mode and robot mode, when you actually stick it in and the thing still works even when it's completely rotated around. Nice, nice job on engineering on that. And... Uh, I think the one thing that struck me the most is that if you anybody out there has Energon Downshift, you can tell it's supposed you can tell it's a successor to Energon Downshift. Not just from the head design either, but uh, what really struck me the tailpipes are very similar between the two toys, and the way the feet fold out from the legs is very evocative of his hmm. previous form as well. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got both of them standing next to each other right in front of me actually, and he's dead on accurate. And uh, if I have to knock him somewhere, it's for missed potential. I mean, he's awesome as it is. He's got pretty good articulation to start with, but from modifications and kit bashes that people have shown on the internet, it would have been really easy to improve his waist articulation so that he actually had some and make his head rotate more than the uh, maybe five degrees or less that he can rotate <laughs> his head now. And the only reason why I'm... I would actually knock him for not being able to do that is how it's been shown that it would have been so easy to let him do that to begin with. Wasn't there a, uh, on the AllSpark, wasn't there a step-by-step -step guide on how to make his head rotate? 
Yeah, I think there was. And there was also one, I think, posted in the same thread about how to do the waste, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. If they could have done that from the start, why didn't they? I mean, I'm probably going to end up uh, maybe ending up at BotCon and asking Aaron Archer about that and getting a perfectly legitimate reason. Or, I don't know, maybe end up working at Takara someday, God forbid <laughs> I ever actually managed to make it over to Japan and managed to get into a Japanese company and ask him about that. But maybe there is a legitimate reason as to why they couldn't do that for mass production reasons. Like, they could have done that, but they would have had way too many ones that broke because a certain area wasn't strong enough the way it was molded if you didn't do it by hand. And that's why they didn't have those set up right, but... I don't know. Anyway, uh, even with that nitpick, I have to give it a 9.7 out of 10 that's, on that's our whole numeric high. scale. Yeah. So it's, so it's a buy, huh? It's a buy it. If you don't have any around you, buy it off the internet. There you go. Oh, the one other thing that I f just realized I forgot to mention because I was actually looking at it and trying to remember every part that I was thinking of. It's got the best of both worlds as far as his weapons go. The weapons attach on in vehicle mode, and while they don't exactly look all that integrated, which is a minor criticism as the car still looks perfectly fine in both modes without them, the fact that it clips onto the shoulders and the way very reminiscent of the Car Brothers from the original G1 stuff is another great, great I want to say homage to the tradition of uh, G1 Transformers that I think just sells the whole thing. There you go. Okay. Okay, awesome. so, so on to the newest portion of our show, the Listener Sound Off segment. On this segment, you, the listeners, have up to three minutes to discuss anything Transformers related that you want to. For details on how to submit your submissions, Submit your submissions. <laughs> yeah. Go to TF Matrix Club. <laughs> Go to TFWire.com for all the information. Um, on this week's show, we have Afromaster giving you a review of Cybertron Soundwave. This is Chris Moore, a.k.a. Fromaster. Last week I sent in my um, little what what transform I be, but this week I just had to say one thing. I picked up the, the Soundwave at the Walmart, and I was just... At first, you know, I, I was all hyped on. Like, I saw the pictures on the internet and everything. I just had to pick them up. But when I bought them, I just wanted to do my quick take on and give you my two cents. I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in this toy. I thought the the transformation's not too bad. The robot mode's okay, but the legs are a little like I don't know, too, a little too skinny, I guess. Head is kind of too high. It's not level with the shoulders. And then the arms got these got the front ends from his jet mode that are all you know, blocking the way, so you can't really do too many poses with him. Wings don't move back or nothing. I mean, the whole chest thing's cool, but otherwise, everything else is a little bit left desired. So now I kind of regret I purchased the Sound Blaster version off of eBay also. I thought it would be cool to have both of them, but now I'm like, damn, that's a waste of like $40, whatever I paid for it. I mean, overall, it's not a bad toy, but it's not as good as I thought it would be. Cause I like noise maze, noise maze a lot, or sideways, whatever, whichever cartoon you're watching. But <clears throat> I like like that guy a lot. His transformation and everything was pretty cool. So I thought Soundwave would be right along the same lines, but I don't know. This one's just a little disappointing. The guns are pretty cool. Just I think the only thing I have to complain though is, is the robot mode. Jet mode's not too bad. The robot mode though, just the things get in the way, and you can't pose them like you really want to. Anyways, I just wanted to give you my quick opinion on Soundwave. 
I'd score him, I'd give him a 6.5 out of 10. He's a recommended buy if you're a true collector. If not, go ahead and pass. Thanks. You'll want thank to you, Afro-Man. It. it was okay, a spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate the uh, listener feedback and content and stuff. Okay, so on listener to listener questions. questions. Sure. Listener questions. Hmm. This first one comes from Mark. What country has the worst Transformer names? America or Japan? Can it be a tie? <laughs> we've we've all had we've all had pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yes. You have to take into account the language barrier there. Some stuff that sounds really lame as translation from Japanese might actually well, I mean, sound okay in J- Japanese. But as it stands, we've both had some really lame Transformers names, some really good Transformers names, and some that are bad in that Plan 9 from Outer Space way that goes beyond bad to the well, point where Japan it's actually Japan gave us, again. I believe, Bob and Ted as Transformers names. So, <laughs> I, I think that that just kind of screams, I'm sick and tired of having to think up new names. And, uh, I, I mean, wasn't it Cartoon True. Network this week who put up the, uh, pick, a, pick one from, uh, yeah, the name generator name just, generator. You know, yes. picks one from uh, column A and picks one from column B. I mean, that's all you really have to do. It's like Windbreaker or Speedbreaker. Or, you know, put basically, you know, anything. But speaking of Windbreaker, I think I think that's a that's a pretty bad one. That's a classically awful one. It, I actually have that's him. It's not good. I, I I just think they're kind of they're kind of getting reused and they're they're kind of relying on older names too. I I liked when, you know, we had ones that were a little bit more offbeat. Uh, that aren't exactly yeah. you know standbys. I mean, how many different prowls have we gone through? Yes, too many. <laughs> Fourteen. So I've uh, America or Japan? In my eyes, it's 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 a trade. We both have our off days. So. Although I have to say, if it was 1996 to 1999 only, America definitely I'll has the worst names. Gotta love Beast Wars, but. God, what were they thinking when they came up with those names? <laughs> Slapper. <laughs> Optimus Primal may be the only decent name came up with in 1996. All right, so, uh, second question one. Two? Oh, sorry, what? Huh? I- I'm back, yes, sorry. question two time. Okay. <laughs> this one comes from Travis. What is, your favorite Ar- what is your favorite Transformer from Armada? And we're going with Toy here. Toy, yes. I, I for some reason, I don't know why, I really like Cyclonus. Uh, both Cyclonus and Demolisher, if I had to choose between them, I'd probably go with uh, Demolisher. Yeah, both of those are really good toys. I don't know why. Uh, Demolisher, it's the, the dual the dual modes, his his uh, his tank treads being able to slide out, and uh, for some reason the, the mold just really speaks to me. It's, it's simple, easy to, to play with, and uh, I bought it before the show aired, so I realized how lame they were, so... <laughs> no love for Laserbeak? No love for Laserbeak. Zero oh, love for Laserbeak. That was my first Armada figure. Now, uh, I gotta say, well, the Minicons are actually pretty cool, especially the no, Minicons no. by themselves. Three packs can be actually they suck. decent. <laughs> I mean, some of the Minicons did suck a lot, but there have been some pretty good they ones They all in there too. sucked a lot. <laughs> I liked the C-Team. They were pretty good. No, and they weren't. The C-Team didn't yes, attract me, but the Air... <laughs> The military teams and the ones that turned into weapons were actually not half bad at all, but aside from those, I have to say my favorite from the entire Armada line, Bendy Prime. More commonly known as Supercon Optimus Prime, or 
Deluxe Optimus Prime for the people who don't buy into uh, Hasbro's naming schemes for the size classes. Oh, you mean the one that's been uh, repainted like 50 times by fans? I don't know if he's been repainted 50 times by fans, but he's been done in two different versions of the Nemesis Prime slash Scourge design. <laughs> is being repainted for a release in Cybertron, was redone in uh, see-through colors as a Japanese exclusive, and I think has been done one or two there's other a, ways. A white Ultra Magnus. Weird exclusive type thing. Yeah, there's an Ultra Magnus one that I forgot. Thanks for reminding me, but he's a really fun toy. He's got great articulation. It's a really good representation of the toy without having to be encumbered by all of the gimmicks that made uh, the full-size version of the toy not quite as all good. There. And yeah. uh, with a little modification, he's actually even further improved. I, I, I actually like his Minicon, too. Goes from a, uh, a jet to a gun to a, a little robot. He's actually yeah. slightly useful, as opposed to most Minicons. His gimmick's completely useless, but... I can't even... I can't as even long as you're not a person is. who obsesses over... <laughs> uh, there's a little port on his back that if you attach his minicon and pull it down, supposedly, it will make him punch back and forth, but really it just makes him look like he's having a grand mal seizure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, the gimmick is completely unobtrusive unless you're one of the people who goes apeshit over not having clear windows. I'm okay. trying to remember the Armada, some of the Armada figures. I think one of my favorites was uh, Shockwave. Uh, no, the the guy that was three boats, then merged into one boat, then turned into a robot. Well, his Japanese name was Shockwave. His yeah. title, title, title wave. wave. Thank you, Tidal Wave. I I just liked him. He was big. He was bulky. He had a lot of play with the Minicons, which I like. Um, he, he was just fun. He's a fun toy. I wish I could actually kind of go back and get him at this All point. All right, Matrix, Although, you have to you have to choose one. So I, <laughs> I I can't just say what's what I hated the line. What's the best of the worst? Not the laser. Be- <laughs> <laughs> no, I I probably either have to go with the uh, Demolisher mold or the um, larger Optimus Prime one. And the only reason I say the Optimus Prime one because I I like the auto transformation gimmick, despite how cheesy it was. Eh, you gotta give him credit for trying something new and different with Armada Prime. It seems like Armada was kind of a uh, experimental phase for the whole design team, wasn't it? The motor in my Prime broke and burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any pictures of horrifically melted plastic? No, but the smell didn't come out of the carpet in my parents' uh, in my parents' house, and they, we had to replace the carpet. Ooh, <laughs> it's an expensive little toy. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have been happy about that one, huh? No, considering the thing just kind of went... <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> okay, so next question. Go for it. Last question? Last question. Okay, this one comes from Jeff. He says, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and I'm curious about a few things. I'm a big reader of the comics and watcher of the cartoon series, and would like to get into some of the toys. Could you, could you suggest it's a good toy line to get started with? Robots uh, in disguise. Well, yes. If if he's a big fan of the cartoon series, then yeah, I I really really like the toys from Robots in Disguise, and that's mainly because the engineering on them is amazing, the molding is amazing. Awesome. They just yes. did a really good job, and it's kind of a a best of series too. Um, yes. You get some of the Beast Wars molds with the the uh, Predacons, then you get some G1 molds with the I don't even remember what they were called the 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 Combaticons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've got 
Also known as remolded to right. hell. Right. <laughs> then you've you got the, the little... Awa Flub again, redone uh, to hell. Right, the it. little spy changers. I, I think that's just mm-hmm. a really good... You get a taste of everything with that. So... Yeah. And, and Skybite had... is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have probably one of the best primes. Yes, I'll definitely go yes. with you there. I'm really happy with the Omega Prime I've got sitting on my desk. The first one that uh, that combined with himself. Ew. More fun at home. All right, so we are at wow. This is a. Uh, can I uh, offer my no, viewpoint no, on the? Uh, no. No. Yeah, no. Go ahead. <laughs> you you gave a toy review. That uh, was enough talking. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my thoughts on the uh, which one to start with. R.I.D. was a really good toy line and had a lot of the variety and stuff, but you might have some trouble finding some of the stuff from it at this point because it's been how many years since it came out? It's not going to be in any Three. stores, and Two you're going to have to do yeah. some, and you're going to have to do some haggling online or at uh, conventions and stuff like that to be able to try to hunt the stuff down. But it's well, his best it. bet. Cybertron. Go ahead. The Cybertron toy line has been actually a really good toy line so far, and if you yeah. can't hunt down any of the R.I.D. toys, the Cybertron ones are all pretty fun. The fiction that they've managed to come up with for the toys outside the cartoon has been absolutely great, and uh, the show sucks, but they've kind of realized that the show sucks and tried to make it campy. So, that's worth well, a look Sure, to. if you don't want to challenge. Yeah, another <laughs> thing another thing he could do is jump on eBay, and under the Transformers listing, there's actually a thing called Mixed Lots that he could just yeah. go through there and there might I've seen a couple of like multiple figures from different lines and he could get a like a mixed lot for like 20 30 bucks and he gets like eight or nine figures or however many there are in the in the auction that's an idea there you go right, good thinking man all right so this has been what episode 36 36 and yes. uh it's a longie it's a longie it's jam packed yes. with goodness <laughs> how many We're minutes up to are 40 we up to? Yep. All right, awesome. so this is Pirated TV Pro saying transform and transcend. Hopefully I'll be around next week and this stomach thing <laughs> will be a thing of the past. And uh, make sure you check out the new feed for the enhanced version. But until then, yeah. transform yes. and transcend. This is iOS 64 saying I don't have any promos or plugs to make like Pirated TV Pro did. And uh, I don't really have any set sign-off thing, so see you in seven. <laughs> this is Spada saying something cool. This is Matrix Prime. Go to tfwire.com, and I'm signing off. And now for the United Kingdom news. I'm curious. One month until release of 20th anniversary Optimus Prime. Two years after the rest of the world, Masterpiece Optimus Prime finally arrives in the United Kingdom. Toys R Us UK website has him listed for a May release priced at £49.99. Just to Toys have announced a new production run of their unofficial MP1 trailer to coincide with this release. Your chance to be involved with the Auto Assembly podcast. Auto Assembly Target 2006 organiser Simon Plum has asked listeners to submit their comments about the show in MP3 format. File specifications can be found at their website, autoassembly.org.uk, along with the first two podcasts. Autoassembly Target 2006 will happen on June the 3rd in Birmingham. New commemorative series toys sighted in Toys R Us. Crumple's own and Alex Kingdom have found Prowl and Inferno respectively priced at £14 and 99 pence each. 
These are the only toys to have been released in the commemorative series since Autobot Jazz back in 2004. This was the United Kingdom News on the 23rd of April, 2006.